Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Sarah, one of your hosts, and this episode is part of a special series that we've created to bring to life some of the ideas and insights in our new book, You Coach You. In this series of six episodes, we'll be talking to experts to get their thoughts on how we can help ourselves through some of the knottier moments in our squiggly career. It might be coping with a challenging relationship at work, feeling like your progress has stalled, or maybe figuring out how to find more meaning from your job. Every episode relates to a chapter in You Coach You, and today we're focusing on our progression chapter and specifically how we can overcome some of the constraints that come our way during our career. You'll hear me talking to the brilliant Adam Morgan, author of A Beautiful Constraint, and together we'll talk about how having a stubbornly adaptive mindset is important and also how sometimes constraints can be moments of curiosity and creativity that can create new opportunities for our career. So I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Adam and get some good ideas for action and practical hints and tips to take away. A constraint is a limitation of some kind. So a constraint is is something that limits you. It's usually externally imposed or you feel it's externally imposed. So time typically, you know, I haven't enough time to do this. It can be about money, it can be resource, it can be some, I've got to earn a certain salary, I've got a certain amount of bills to pay. That's a kind of a constraint that I have around the career or the career move I can make. And so they are usually, as I say, externally, or you, we feel they are externally imposed upon us, and that's what makes them feel restrictive. It's this kind of, I don't have a choice, I've got to put up with this thing. The key thing here is the relationship between the constraint and the ambition. So naturally, we, and I include myself in this when I started exploring this, we feel ourselves to be the victim of a constraint. And what happens when you feel you're the victim of a constraint is you reduce the level of ambition accordingly. Oh, wow, okay, so I've only got this amount of time to do this particular task, for instance. Let's just think about task-related within a particular job. So in that case, I'll inevitably have to compromise on the quality of what I do within it. And so you reduce the level of ambition to fit the nature of the constraint. And I initially thought that when you go out and look at people and talk to people, some people are just naturally good at making constraints transformative, and some people are just naturally unable to do it. I thought it was to do with nature, not nurture. So I went out to interview a lot of people in a lot of different spheres, you know, some including kind of careers and some beyond careers. And one of the most brilliant people that I met who was actually really good at transforming constraints said, I think what you'll find is they are not three different kinds of people, this victim, neutralizer, transformer thought. It's actually three stages we all go through. 
we will all naturally start off in victim mode. Even I, they said, who spent all my time transforming constraints into opportunities, I always start off feeling a victim to it. It's perfectly natural. So the first thing is to recognise it's natural to feel a victim to it. And equally, that we need to get from that because we're ambitious people, right? We want to progress. We need to evolve to a more transformative way of thinking about the constraint as something that could be a positive for us. It could be an opportunity. It could perhaps be a gift, actually, that leads us to find a solution or a way of progressing in our career that actually we wouldn't have arrived at and actually could be better than the perhaps linear, more predictable path that we would otherwise have had. And that's really what Making a Constraint Beautiful is about, is about getting from that the strategies that take you from that victim mode to that more transformative phase around the constraint. So I think there's this thought that I learnt from somebody who at the time was the Chief Technical Officer at Warburton's Bakery, Colin Kelly, called Canif. And he said, you know, when I'm working on a difficult problem of any kind, I don't allow myself or anybody around me working on that problem to start a sentence with the words, I can't do that because. I have to start with, I can do that if. And that's a really powerful thought for me because it does two or three things that are essential. So the first is, I can do that if is something that hangs on to the ambition, first of all. So that's a bit I'm being stubborn about. But it says, I'm going to be adaptive around how I arrive at the solution to that ambition. It keeps optimism and curiosity alive. It makes us curious about what other ways there might be of getting to deliver that overall direction for me. The story it tells about myself, if we believe that, you know, we are the stories that we tell about ourselves, the story that tells about myself is, I am a person who finds lateral solutions to problems, rather than I'm a person who finds problems intractable and gets defeated by them. And to your point, I think actually, when you start to think about having candid conversations, having two or three other people with you to just sit down, you know, over a glass of wine or something, and just think about other ways we might get to where I want to get to is useful, because inevitably, there's a certain kind of tunnel vision you develop as you drive towards an ambition and a particular purpose. As you say, when you get knocked back from it, you kind of think, well, I can't see outside this. I've been driving to it so clearly. See, so you need that peripheral vision. You need those other people who can say, well, actually, hang on. You know, you all right, you haven't got that job, but maybe you could go and, you know, work with a supplier or a partner for a year. And I can, if, make progress. I can make progress if I go and work with them for a year. I'll then have an authority when I come back into that role in two years' time that I wouldn't otherwise have had because I'd stayed within the company all the time. Or I can make progress even though somebody else is in role if I practice my leadership skills or I get the company to send me on some leadership courses so that by the time I get there, I'm much more practiced in a number of, of the leadership qualities that I otherwise wouldn't have had. So I think it's much easier to do it with some kind of intelligent naivety around you, people who know you at the same time are not so close to you, possibly even indeed outside the business, who can just kind of push you a little bit outside your kind of natural, stop you being stubborn in the wrong places, to the point. Don't be stubborn in the wrong places, be stubborn in the right places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've spent a lot of my time in my career leading brainstorms, and what the client always wanted to do and what we always kind of agreed to do was, let's take all the constraints out of the room. I, I want to come up with some brilliant new ideas about you know where I could go in my career or what this product could be or moon waffles or whatever it happens to be. Let's take all the constraints out of the room because constraints are restrictive, right? They'll stop us being all we could be. And you come up with all these wonderful ideas. At the end of the day, the constraints come back into the room and 99% of those ideas wither and die and you're left with one small thing in the corner. And actually, if you look at breakthrough, and actually, if we think of breakthrough in our own personal lives... I'm betting it's been the balance between an ambition and a constraint in some kind of way. If you think back personally to, oh, I don't know, when I quit smoking or when I ran the marathon or when I, you know, whatever I happen to do, usually it's been a, a combination of an ambition and a constraint. So a propelling question says, we're not going to con- take the constraint out. What we're going to do is we're going to have a big ambition and we're going to have a significant constraint and we're going to put them in the same question. And it's the combination of those two things which don't belong together that if you talk to cognitive scientists, will say they make the brain very uncomfortable because the brain doesn't think these two things belong together. And it forces you to question the relationship between those two things. And I call them a propelling question because it propels you out of the assumptions you've been making up to now. It forces you to find new kinds of relationships, new kinds of ways of thinking, new kinds of approaches. And the mistake that people make when they're trying to develop their own propelling questions is think, oh, you're just talking about a big ambition. It's not. It's about the combination of that big ambition and that significant constraint. So how could I be twice as satisfied with my current role when they won't promote me for another two years? That's a propelling question. I haven't thought about that before. I assumed I would only be satisfied if I got promoted. And I don't want to be as happy. I want to be twice as happy or five times as happy. Dial up the, you know, the ambition and the constraint. That's when it gets really interesting. If you dramatically dial up the time constraint, you know, I mean, in a separate kind of way, we're talking about the frustrations of this, but, you know, how could I get promoted in, when I think it's going to be a two-year cycle, how could I get promoted in one year? It's kind of interesting. How could I get promoted in three months? That's a whole different level of lateral thinking. It's a whole different level of can-if that you need to generate. When you do propelling questions, dialing up the constraint and the ambition at the same time is the thing that comes really stimulating. And of course, it makes you uncomfortable. But being productively uncomfortable is what squiggly careers are all about, right? It's about being productively uncomfortable. Not uncomfortably uncomfortable, but productively uncomfortable. And I think that's the benefit of... I think that something like a propelling question, a can-if, gives just enough structure to allow us to move from victim to transformation. And I, I think just enough structure and just enough strategy is essential in, in what we do and how we live. 
in the spirit of talking about how just a few simple techniques and tools can be useful, we had a very interesting experience the other day where we were contacted by a teacher from Canada in British Columbia. You know, if you flew into Vancouver and drove five hours east, you'd come to this school, Summerland Secondary School, and he was teaching an elective course at 8.30 in the morning on Thursdays in the cold of a Canadian winter during lockdown to a business class. So he thought, what shall I teach? And he came across the book, A Beautiful Constraint, thought, well, I'll teach this. He taught these poor students getting up in the cold and miserable dark of a Canadian winter to go and voluntarily, you know, it's an elective class to go and learn this thing. And they then had an interesting point where they came to Halloween. The school children do an annual Halloween food drive called Halloween for Hunger, which fills the food banks in the local community over Christmas. It's a very important thing. But they thought, it's lockdown, you know, it's lockdown. Nobody's going to, we go and we knock door to door and we ask them for their food and they give us their food and we take it away. Nobody's going to do that in lockdown. They aren't opening their doors to people, even nice, charming people like us. So their initial response was, victim, we just can't do it this year. We'll have to give up. And then one of them, a 17-year-old called Jessica, said, you know what, let's just try applying the principles of beautiful constraint. What's our propelling question? Well, our propelling question is, how can we have a successful door-to-door food drive when, significant constraint, people won't open their doors to us? That's the propelling question. And initially you feel a victim, right? Well, well we can't. You know, if they won't open their doors, we can't have a door-to-door food drive. So they, they had two can-ifs, all right? Their two can-ifs were, the first can-if was, we can if we leaflet drop them in advance, so we'll tell them that we're coming around. We're not going to make it spontaneous. And second can if we ask them to leave the food in a box on the doorstep. They don't have to open the door. We'll just pick it up. And so that's what they did. Uh, this was last year. That's what they did. And they found two unexpected benefits. And I think unexpected benefits are a key theme that perhaps we haven't talked enough about in this, which is you try to solve one problem and unexpected benefits come out of it. So the unexpected benefits were if you ask people in advance to leave food on the doorstep, they leave more food on the doorstep than they would have done spontaneously because actually they spend more time doing it. And secondly, because, much though they like their neighbours, because you don't have to stop and chat to them, you get round more houses and you're allocated two or three hours or how long you've got for your thing. So you're collecting more food more quickly. Last year, using these two simple techniques, they collected four times the amount of food they had in any previous year. Now, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because at the age of 17 or 18, you're never going to forget that. That's going to be a lesson that you've learned. And that was forced on them by the limitation of lockdown. They wouldn't have chosen to do it. But once you've learned that, you can't unlearn it again. They're never going to go back to doing what they did before. They've now got a completely different way to do it. And she says, you know, we moved from victim to neutralizer to transformer. And that transformative approach had an approach that has completely changed not only the way we think about, you know, generating food, but actually how I'm going to progress in my life. Adam, we always ask all of our guests this on Squiggly Careers podcast, but love to know from you one piece of career advice, or it can just be life advice, that you'd like to share with our listeners. So I'm going to offer a piece of advice that actually I was given last year. I was in a fascinating conversation with this guy in, in America who'd written a book about soft power, and we were introduced, and so we had a phone call together, and a nice phone call, and chat about what he was doing, what I was doing. And then we got to the end of the call, and this guy, I don't really, was sort of early 30s, and he said, can I give you a piece of advice, Adam? And I went, okay. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think we got to that. You know, that's fine. And he said, I don't think I know what you want out of this call. What do you want out of this call? And I said, well, I don't know. I just thought we were kind of catching up, meeting each other. He said, no. He said, my advice is know what you want out of every conversation that you have. And clearly, at some level, if you do that all the time, it can become a bit tedious. Sometimes coffee is just a coffee. But... 
It was, he made a really good point, I think, and I'm you know, obviously in a, in a more entrepreneurial phase of my life now in being the owner driver of a small business. But that sense of being much more conscious about what I want out of each meeting and what success would look like out of it is key for me. And in particular, I've got much better at asking for things. I found if you ask for things in meetings and in networking in particular, you get two or three times more out of the meeting than you do on your own. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Next in our special series, you'll hear Helen talking to David Hyatt, who is the founder of Do Lectures. So I'm really excited to hear that conversation because I'm very much hoping after a couple of years of planning to go and for very obvious reasons not making it to go to Do Lectures in 2022. And of course, You Coach You is out now if you'd like to grab yourself a copy. There are more than 50 ideas for action, 100 Coach Yourself questions and lots of tools to try out. Whether you want to develop in a new direction, build your belief or invest in your resilience reserves, hopefully there's something to help you with your challenges and also to make the most of your opportunities in your career. We'd really love you to support and share our work. So do let us know what you think of the book if you've started to read it already and tag us in your posts and pictures at Amazing If. Thanks so much and we'll speak to you again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.